Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast, session number 71. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Welcome to the MCAT Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week for the MCAT Podcast. You can check out all the other podcasts that I host at mededmedia.com. That's M-E-D-E-D media.com. Today, we're going to talk about biology questions. So let's go and dive right in. All right, Brian, we're back with some more discrete questions. Uh, when when we were at the UC Davis conference now a month, month and a half ago, which if you're listening to this and you're in the California area and can make it, the UC Davis conference is a huge pre-med, pre-health conference. So um, try to be there next year if you can. But I, I think I, I was surprised with how many people that I talked to, students that I talked to who listen to this podcast love the question podcast. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about test day and everything else is okay. I want the questions. That's the good stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm glad they they like us uh, talking about these questions. Yeah, everybody likes to quiz themselves, right? I mm-hmm. mean, it's it, it, Jeopardy has been a popular show for, I think, 10 or 15,000 years now. Yeah. Because every, everyone just loves to quiz themselves. That's why we do yeah. so many of these, right? Yeah, I, I think uh, Alex Trebek at this point is just a, a robot. Mm-hmm. It's a conspiracy. Yeah. It's a kid's, he's secretly an android. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Question 11. So we're doing some bio-discrete. Question 11. Many vitamins are cofactors, which are important in the proper functioning of A, glycolipids, B, phospholipids, C, proteins, or D, glycoproteins. So cofactors are important in the functioning of glycolipids, phospholipids, proteins, or glycoproteins. Uh, and I'm going to say, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, vitamins. Why do we have to have them, right? I mean, if we don't have them, we get ill and then eventually die. Yeah. But, but why Why are the vital amines vitamins? Why are they so important? Uh, and, and cofactors are important for the functioning of enzymes. Uh, so vitamins themselves are are helper molecules, right? They help out our enzymes to do their jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then there's just one more step of analysis, of course, which, which I'm sure all of our listeners know, is that enzymes are proteins. Ah, I was so going to pick that one. Yep, there you go. <laughs> all right. Should have went with my gut. Yeah, always, always. Yeah. Uh, number 57, all of the following are glia in the central nervous system except. Right? Glia in the central nervous system except. Oligodendrocytes, astrocytes, Appendimal cells, Schwann cells. Well, I, I think you kind of gave it away with the tone of Schwann oh. cells. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go with Schwann cells, but 
mm-hmm. partly because Schwann cells are peripheral nervous system. Yeah, exactly. Schwann cells are the myelinating cells in the peripheral nervous system. <laughs> D- didn't mean to give it away with my diction. <laughs> I just like Schwann cells. Um, all these others are are in the central nervous system. So oligodendrocytes myelinate in the central nervous system. Astrocytes are supporting cells. They do uh, a bunch of things, but for the MCAT, you want to recognize those as supporters of the blood-brain barrier. Uh, and ependymal cells make cerebrospinal fluid. So I think one, if if I put my, my pre-med shoes back on, my MCAT prep shoes, I, I think the trick here, and it's not really a trick, but what will scare people is the word glia, because that's not a very common term that we hear. So like, oh, no, what, what the heck is glia? And then they start freaking out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely have to recognize, you know, glia, Latin or Greek or whatever for glue, the glue that holds the central nervous system together. Um, and, and what most MCAT prep books will have at some point is either a couple of paragraphs or in, in our book, it's a table that's just glial cells. It's, it's a list of all the glial cells, what they do, and you got to know them. So hopefully that's a term that um, uh, well-prepped MCAT students would recognize, um, you know, glia, glial. You, you'll definitely see that. Okay. Question 58. In cases of azospermia, the lack of sperm generation most likely results directly from exogenous suppression of which hormone? A, FSH, B, LH, C, GnRH, or D, somatotropin? So suppression of which hormone? So azospermia, so lack of sperm, so follicle-stimulating hormone, um, to me, sounds like the right answer mm-hmm. um, based Absolutely. on just what it does. Yeah, it, it, it helps um, germ cells mature, right? So um, MCAT students spend a bunch of time memorizing the uh, hormone cascade of the menstrual cycle. It's a popular topic for questions on the MCAT and is um, – I always like to say that it is just complicated enough. Right. It's complicated enough to be a little scary. But once you kind of understand how all the pieces go together, the FSH and the LH and all that stuff and the follicular phase and luteal phase and ovulation and yada, yada, it it all it all locks together in a way that makes sense. So it's just complicated enough for the MCAT. Having said that, you can't ignore the men. Right. You got to recognize FSH is not just maturing ova. It's maturing sperm as well. So. Uh, an issue with the sperm would be an issue with FSH, and that's the right answer. LH, we know luteinizing hormone causes ovulation. Uh, it also uh, helps produce testosterone from the Leydig cells in the male. Uh, GnRH is the tropic hormone. It causes FSH and LH to be released. Uh, and somatotropin is just a fancy name for growth hormone. It's not directly related to um, kind of primary sexual characteristics like m- maturing germ cells. So this, the way that this question is worded, results directly from and so when you say gnrh kind of controls fh fsh someone's hard to say and lh one could go oh it could be gnrh but the the question is specifically directly from Mm -hmm. yeah i say that all the time to students about when you know analyzing uh, intracellular cascades of signaling molecules or endocrine cascades or uh, oh, gosh, I don't know, metabolic pathways, which are multiple steps, um, only ever go one step at a time, right? Like go to the next step in the process or one step back in the process and, um, you know, look if that's the answer. And if it's the answer, you're done. Don't go four steps away. Don't even go two steps away if you don't have to. Okay. 
Uh, okay, 59. An experimental drug designed to prevent capsular contracture around medical implants works by sequestering a cofactor required for collagen synthesis. Which cofactor is the most likely target for this drug? So a cofactor required for collagen synthesis, what's the target? Vitamin A, vitamin B1, vitamin C, vitamin D. Hmm. I am going to just take a random guess and say vitamin mm-hmm. C. That is absolutely the right answer. <laughs> right? Scurvy. Scurvy, right. Yeah, the, the, the sort of bleeding gums that sailors would get mm-hmm. because lack of vitamin C causes scurvy, and vitamin C is real important for connective tissue, I mean, specifically collagen. So um, absent, if you targeted vitamin C, that would uh, affect collagen um, manufacturing, maintenance, and so on. Um, you're not expected to know everything that vitamins do in the body because that's that's like a med school or uh, level analysis, but you should know some basics, right? Vitamin A largely has immune function and is involved in cell growth, especially epithelial uh, cell growth and maintenance. Vitamin B, uh, B1 specifically is thiamine, uh, which is associated with metabolism. The, the MCAT fact that tends to crop up a lot is um, uh, thiamine deficiency. Uh, which can is most commonly seen in the first world in severe cases of alcoholism, mm-hmm. uh, results in Korsakoff syndrome, right? Yeah. It, m- memory derangements and language problems and so on. Uh, and vitamin D is primarily associated with, you know, being generated by UV light hitting your skin. That's where we get the final form of vitamin D made. Um, and is primarily associated with proper calcium absorption in the intestines. Why do we, we put vitamin D in milk? Um, to uh, allow better calcium absorption. So this goes back to the general theory that you've talked about a lot. The the MCAT is an, an inch deep and a mile wide. So when you're studying the vitamins, go that inch deep. Know a little bit about it. Don't don't memorize everything about every pathway of each vitamin. Exactly. Yeah, that that's just wasted effort. All right. So there you have it. Some more biology questions with Next Step Test Prep and Brian from Next Step Test Prep. Hopefully that was helpful for you, making uh, making a fool of myself trying to figure out these questions as I have forgotten all of this information from almost 20 years ago now. It's crazy. 20 years ago, well, 18, 19 years ago that I took the MCAT, 18 years ago, something like that. It's crazy. Long time ago. Anyway, this <laughs> neither here nor there. I hope this was helpful for you as you prepare for your MCAT, and then in 20 years, you'll forget this information too. But hopefully you'll get a great MCAT score because of it. Don't forget to check out Next Step Test Prep. If you are looking for the premier way to study for the MCAT, that's Next Step Test Prep's one-on-one tutoring. One-on-one tutoring. If you go and look at a a course from any of the other big-name test prep companies, you're going to pay a little bit more to get private one-on-one tutoring from Next Step Test Prep. It's the best way and the and really the only way that I recommend if you want the best MCAT prep, it's through one-on-one tutoring. If you know yourself and, and you know you can set your own schedule and, and you don't need that one-on-one tutoring, go look at Next Step's course. But if you want that premier coaching from a tutor, Next Step Test Prep one-on-one tutoring is for you. Next up, test prep. Use the promo code MCATPOD, that's all capital letters, M-C-A-T-P-O-D, to save some money. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the MCAT Podcast. 